What's up, everyone, and welcome to the 18th episode of the Envision Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Gaming, and as always, I'm joined by Clownish Joe. Hello, everyone. And Triple Bravo. Howdy, folks. So, I might sound different. Don't know if it's coming in or whatever, but finally moved in the new house and a new microphone. So, <laughs> the boys are seeing it. It's kind of echoey in here. Yeah, yeah, the acoustics yeah. are off. You need to fill the place up a little bit. Yeah, we gotta get we gotta fill the shelves. Whole area over here. Get some Warhammer Empty. merch in the background there. A couple of dudes yeah, we'll fighting. Get, yeah. We'll get it going yeah. at some point. But it's, Brad finally joined the realm of the HyperX mics with us. Yes, I did. And I'm I sh- I should have jumped on the bandwagon before when I originally bought that one mic. You remember that? guys yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so i bought this one mic um and it was like i think it was like 50 bucks 60 dollars or whatever and it was it like had really good quality actually but the problem is you had to basically have the microphone in your mouth you, you had to deep throat it if, don't yeah yep you did if, if, <laughs> you did have to. i like how i like how <laughs> no <laughs> instantly he was like oh i made a mistake saying that oh. <laughs> Um, yeah so it was it was basically that way um and yeah that's a pretty much it i also got the switch you're gonna regret not spending the extra 20 bucks and getting this customizable led lights look at this why why am i i don't i don't really care that much i don't know you say that now Mm mm-hmm just but I'll leave mine right here. That way you could look at it the whole time. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to be very jealous because I'm watching so, it change. So, folks, we always record, like, showing cameras because, like, body language and all that good stuff. Plus, we just like to stare at each other. And uh, the tip of my mic is showing, and Joe's full mic is showing on the camera. And then there's Brad in a room filled with boxes, and it's it's glorious. <laughs> he's actually, he's actually uh, got no clothes on right now, so it makes up for the lack of things to look at so, it is uh, <laughs> it is posty in here let me tell you that is some so it's funny um we you know we have most of the house like the essential setup you know so start like mainly with kitchen bathroom and living room dining room whatnot and i of course made sure the computer was set up day one and, and um, more like day zero. <laughs> yeah, Brad told us she's like, "Oh, I might not be on for a few weeks because you know, might not get things set up." And then he texts us like ten minutes later. He's like, "Oh, it's set up." Yeah, yep. It was it was a quick move. Um, but we we got the essentials in, and it's the weird thing. The house is it's a large like old farm style house. Pretty, it's pretty nice. And thing is, because of being when you when you're working and doing stuff moving around it gets you know you get hot and it keeps the heat in which is good but also at nighttime it you know we drop the temperature so then it drops and it's like freezing until you know you start moving around a little bit things get moving maybe you turn the oven on or something like that right what kind of and, heating and air do you have in that house um we have propane but there's also electric upstairs it's like weird you have yeah. But we mainly are just using the propane. Okay. So this is a house podcast now. House uh, podcast. Envision well, house we've flippers. Been, we've been talking about me buying a house for 17 episodes. Oh, 18 talk about a episodes. Bit. Uh, 
It's finally gotta, almost over. <laughs> it is over. <laughs> this is where we end the podcast, remember? <laughs> when I got out, yep. that was it. It's been a ride. It's been, <laughs> it's been something. Mm-hmm. On to our next adventures. <laughs> um, so, the, but the thing is, this room, it's actually a lot smaller than we thought originally for for the office. And holy crap, it keeps the heat in here like crazy this this pc kicks off some heat it's wild hmm. so yeah probably not a good thing my computer <laughs> never gets warm because it's completely liquid cooled but then we play diablo 2 and my room starts baking and i'm just like why is this game so hot <laughs> oh weird oh uh, man um i i've noticed with diablo 2 it gets hot for a while and then i think my computer gives up and it's just like eh, i'm just hot from now on i'm, I'm, I'm just, just trying to melt <laughs> yep i'm melting that's <laughs> it but i did also um we'll get away from the house stuff i did get the um i got a switch light and um mainly got that for diablo 2 also <laughs> but then we ended up kind of all getting excited at the same time for the Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawl. And I think it was because we all collectively were like, wait, the game comes out tomorrow? <laughs> wait, it's it's $10 off? All right, let's do it. <laughs> and then I had to throw some hands, teach the boys about my boy Invader Zim, and then yeah. who's the other chick I played? Yeah, <clears throat> I was, I was kind of hesitant to purchase the game on Switch but it seemed to be what most of the people in the community could play, so went ahead and did it. I've played yep. quite a few online matches today, and I've only had mm, two, maybe two and a half. I couldn't tell if it was me or the internet or what, but definitely two games where the latency was just crazy. I mean, the guy, the guy, like me and him were like, <laughs> he was in Japan, I was in America, and we were having a ball trying to hit each other. And he eventually I was going to put himself in a different, he, different area. He eventually <laughs> like, he was he, in Japan. I was in Antarctica. <laughs> I don't know what's going on here. He, he eventually just ran off the map. Like he just said, I'm done mm. with this and just like ran off the map two lives in a row and, and left. And I'm it like, could have been me. Deb, <laughs> where we we played two matches <clears throat> and the third match. Both Sushi and I had I don't know what happened. Our brains just. Shut no, it was up. me and you. Shut off. We completely. both played Zim. Oh no, no, no! It was the the game <laughs> after that. The one where you guys were just like, "Yeet!" Yeah, I played the that powdered toast man guy, and I I couldn't even play. I just flopped off the edge mm. three times, and I'm like, "Well, this is it. This is where I live. I guess I'm done." <laughs> Catch you boys later. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I also played a little bit of the Pokemon Unite finally, and it's. Pretty good. I enjoyed you, it. Th- you got to go back to like episode 12 or whatever it was where we talked about that. Well. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. I'm going back. I'm going to listen to it. I'm going to get them to play it with me one time at least. And then that'll be it. I'll play it with you. That's I'll awesome. play it on my phone. I'm not going to reinstall it on the Switch. I've still got it on the Switch. I'll play it with you. All right. Joe, you're not invited now. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to fight over that one. <laughs> Yeah, but right. I, I'm really liking the Nickelodeon game. I think SpongeBob might be a little broken with his uh, light attacks and projectiles, but that might just be me 
<laughs> so Reptar's my boy. Too early to tell. Yeah. So Brad's playing Reptar. I'm playing Cat Dog most of the time, and Joe is playing Invader Zim. No, I'm playing either Ren and Stimpy or Danny Phantom. They're my two. But he's actually really good at Invaders and the other two he sucks with. <laughs> I didn't even play the other two like at all when we played it because I was only playing new characters. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I was confused. Okay. I want some more representation from Hey Arnold, though. Come on. I feel a little <laughs> gypped here from no... <laughs> some of the... Come on, Helga? Yeah, yeah it... Arnold's not even in it. Yeah. Why? Why, why are you going to go with Helga, you know? Like, I maybe... feel so bad. You should give me Helga's I mean... dad. Have you ever seen him? Uh, Helga, that up B on Helga kind of slaps. I just gave Bravo the boot. <laughs> Helga actually really does slap. She she does some damage, which resonates gotta, with her character. I gotta try her next. <laughs> and then I was For testing sure. out the other the other characters in the game, and um, crap, what's his what's his name? Nigel Thornberry is massive, mm. massive. He's actually <laughs> bigger than Reptar. <clears throat> All uh, knows. <laughs> he's he's huge, and all of his attacks are hilarious because they mimic animals, which is so him. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> it, 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 it's really good character design uh, all around, really. But um, I think I, it's a pretty solid game, honestly. Like, yeah, from what I played, it better than what it probably should have been. At least from my yeah, they they definitely did a good I job. <laughs> they paid the right people or got with the right studio or whatever but they did a good job all right so do we have anything else we want to talk about before we jump into the main topic uh, i could talk a little bit about super monkey ball banana mania also just released today <laughs> wow and hear uh, that. yeah some of us you know someone had to bite the bullet and get us a review because i don't think any of us have ever played super monkey ball no nope. better represent clay's gonna be listening to this i i will he doesn't know anything but, <laughs> but uh i'm on world 3.3 3.4 already i've been playing the game for about 45 minutes uh it's pretty interesting it's kind of just like you know the game where you have like a ball on a table and you tilt the table to get the ball in the hole that's basically the concept of it but uh it gets pretty pretty tough pretty quick and uh there's apparently over like 300 levels and i'm on like 33 and struggling mm. <laughs> But uh, the mini games three. <laughs> I'm on three and struggling. The mini games seem like the fun part of the game, um, like multiplayer, and there's like mini golf and a bunch of other different little mini games that seem like a lot of fun that I haven't got to try out yet. But uh, yeah, the game so far, I'm really enjoying it, and uh, I plan to play some more of it tonight. I have a really dumb question because I know almost nothing about Super Monkey Ball. Do you actually tilt the switch to tilt mm-hmm. the? I don't think there's gyro settings. There may be uh, that I'm unaware of, but as of right now, it's just control stick. Okay. All right. Kind of miss opportunity if it's not in there, but all right. I think I think the Wii version, um, I think it actually has gyro, but I could be mistaken. So, wow. <laughs> uh we're we're all showing little guys, little figures, and Bravo pulls out like a full giant, giant figure. Funko Pop, yeah. <laughs> Funko Pop and um, Misfortune from League of Legends. What's wrong with that? Guys? I was trying to make him laugh. I have a little, <laughs> I have a little far fetched guy. Um, I pull out far fetched. <laughs> He's so small. I have to like pull, put him like right in front of the camera. And I'm kind of amazed you have a Mega Man figure like that. It's pretty cool. Yeah, Anyways. I stole it. 
from from a child and gave them money. This is a very visual podcast <laughs> that we have. It's working out well <laughs> <laughs> with all of our visual gags that we have. Um, but nonetheless, uh, I, I do think Monkey Ball looks awesome, and I actually wanted to pick it up, but being in the new house, it kind of limits the spending as of right now. So, um, yeah, you're right. Yeah, who needs who needs to pay the mortgage? <laughs> Tell you what, so, your wife. That's that's who. Yeah. <laughs> not not you. <laughs> <laughs> and no comment. <laughs> That's a trap. Um, That's a yep. trap. And I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> so uh, we actually wanted to, because it is October, the spooky month, right? Mm-hmm. So my favorite, my favorite time of the year, because we get to talk about all things horror, and uh, it gives me the excuse to watch and play horror things. Um, and I want to hear everybody's experience of what they've played, um, when they got started playing horror games, you know, if if you have any experience, whatever, if it's minimal or extensive, what it is, right? So uh, let's hear a little bit of Joe, what he he's done for horror stuff, some some past experience for the horror games of Joe. Yeah, so my horror experience started back in the old days of me being a young lad in southern western area of the northeast and resident evil on the playstation um Mm. my dad was a gamer my dad liked resident evil a lot and uh i remember being a wee wee lad running around and my father playing resident evil and me just loving watching it and everyone thought it was weird because it's this big super scary game that just came out and there's like three-year-old joe just sitting there like yeah yeah shoot him (laughs) but uh i have a soft spot for resident evil the series as a whole uh this long i mean it's pretty self-explanatory resident evil is what it is at this point it's massive we uh recently just got bravo the remake from 2015 i believe it is and he just started playing through that a little bit I'm sure he'll talk a little bit about that on his turn. Uh, another one that I don't know if where I got into it. I don't know if my father played it or if I just came across it in the wild. But the Silent Hill series obviously is a massive game that I've, you know, either played through all of them or watched Brad here play through all of them at this point. Oh, as yeah. his biggest fan on Twitch. Huge fan. And then, um, I think I'll be honest. I think my bigger fan is the guy that's defending Quinback. No, he was a big. I fan. was ready to ban him. <laughs> <laughs> Other big series I really enjoyed: Dead Space, the first two. I've never played the third, but I've been told not to by multiple sources, so I have not yet. But I plan to. Uh, I really enjoyed the Outlast series as well. I thought they had a really good take on horror. And it was the first game I played that was more along the lines of, like, I guess what would be considered the walking simulator. And, you know, no fighting back. And some more modern games. Uh, the Evil Within. Uh, the Evil Within 2. have not finished Evil Within 2, but I did finish the first one on the PlayStation 3. Wow. 
Four? Ow. It was brutal. I don't think you did. I don't believe you. There's no... I, think, I, don't, I, think I don't think it's... I don't think it's... Did it release on the PlayStation 3? It did. It was, okay. Yeah, I owned it on the PS3. Didn't finish it on the PS3. I finished it on the PS4. And then, uh, I don't know if we want to count this one, but Bloodborne, an amazing yeah. game. It's... Horror. Yeah, it's got that, like, horror awesome to it. It's... Love that game. Uh, definitely one of the best in the Soulsborne series. Uh, another one that I really enjoyed, and surprisingly haven't played any of the newer ones, but Until Dawn for the PS4 was fantastic. Yes. Bought it simply because Hayden Panettiere was in it, and I was a simp. <laughs> but the game was amazing, and I this was before I played any Telltale games or anything, so it was my first experience with that type of game in general, and thoroughly enjoyed it. And I do I want to play. A, I feel like it's a bit different than the Telltale games. Like it's different, but it's close. Yeah, I I felt like it was more engaging than the Telltale games, and I think it's just because it maybe being a little more like movie like. Yeah, made me more up. engaged. But I do want to play some of the newer ones, like the Man of Madon, and then the new one that's coming out. Shame I can't think of at the moment. New Hope was the last one, I believe, or something like that. Something Last Hope, New Hope. Something yeah, like something like that. But could they look really Google. good. <laughs> um, if we want to count the Left for Dead, Left for Dead Two, uh, they got zombies, so they're close enough. But they're hours spent playing those games with friends. Uh, Friday the Thirteenth. I played a lot of this game surprisingly when it first came out, even though the game was completely busted. Uh, we had a group that we played with so we had a lot of fun with it and you know trolling each other while jason's running around trying to okay pull some people up i didn't even know that you guys played this this must be before oh, this is before this i knew one. any of you guys it, like i didn't play it with bravo either it's like mm. irl friends we okay. played this with. yeah real friends so, not 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 me yeah. back in the xbox days <laughs> of joe <laughs> but so, it, it was pretty fun I have a funny story about the Friday the 13th game. Um, I backed that game six years before it came out on Kickstarter. And I forgot about it. Okay, so, and when I backed it, I put $100 down on the game because I was super pumped and I thought it was so cool. And I ended up getting this, like, super exclusive version that's pretty hard to find now and i sold it because i needed money to, like pretty bad at the time but honestly i don't even care but it had like all the signatures of the developers um it had like this special slip cover and all of these things like super collectible stuff that i guess like only 300 people had or 400 people and i sold one of them <laughs> i mean it's pretty awesome that you had it though and that you yeah Felt good enough to support the developers, so yeah, yeah. I I thought it was cool enough. Like, and I actually bought the game again, um, just to have a physical copy of like the base game. And I feel like it's good enough. You know, it's it's it definitely is a cool game. It's sad that it didn't kind of live any longer than what it did. Yeah, it definitely had potential. There was just some balancing issues to it, and there was yeah. the game always disconnecting, so some networking issues. But it was fun for what it was, and then Dead by Daylight just pretty much did it better, so. Yeah. Dead by Daylight's nutty. I still have yet to play that game, and would love to. And now's the month, if any. 
think I have it installed already. You do, it could be because you were talking to some other community members about it. Nope, I uninstalled it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you try. I'll nice. reinstall it. <laughs> but uh, right. yeah, outside of that, a uh, few more to run through real quick. I am about three quarters away through the first Bioshock. It's questionably horror. It's kind of like that psychological. Uh, don't want any spoilers. Haven't finished the series, but I plan to. Uh, if you want to count The Last of Us and The Last of Us 2 as horror, which I personally don't count too high into it, but it has some aspects of it, so I included it. Uh, one of my favorite horror games I've ever played that I almost forgot I played, Condemned Criminal Origins. That game was so damn good. And to this day, I still remember the final boss fight up in the attic with the dude bouncing off the walls and the runes written all over the place. And good lord, did it take me so long to beat him. But that game was amazing. Completely underrated. If you haven't ever played it, check it out. And then Five Night at Freddy's was a game that I dabbled with a little bit. It was fun for what it was. Kind of a short little experience. Uh, the Forest, which was a game that uh, we played through here in the community with uh, multiplayer and thoroughly enjoyed that game. I know Clay's going to be upset that we didn't do his ending still, but we did the normal ending. And then uh, Dying Light, I got about quarter way through that, but that's about my horror experience up to this point. I'm sure I've played other games that I didn't think of when I'm running through my list here, but Horror definitely have a soft spot in my heart, particularly survival horror. Oh, another one that popped in my head. I've played PT, um, loved it, wish to see more of it. And we actually just discovered Visage, which is basically a PT clone that we're all interested in currently. And I'll probably be picking that up at some point. Joe, did you know that you can't re-download PT? Don't start with me. (laughs) But yeah, that's it. Uh, Bravo, I know you got a long list ahead of us, so why don't you dive on in for us? Yes. Let me Bravo looks like a monk right now. Let me let me take you back there. way back in the day to the before times. We're talking two thousand five, okay? <laughs> Young, adolescent, excitable, bravo. Hadn't yet found his name. Uh went over to his friend's house one night. And his friend was playing in the dark, which is nothing new or strange, but he, he looked ghost white. And, and then uh, another friend was playing a game. Uh, and uh, he was playing the game uh, <clears throat> First Encounter Assault Recon, otherwise known as Fear, on the PC. Uh, and I played a single level of that, and a young lady decided to do what what now is uh, popularized as a jump scare from underneath a staircase and the gentleman to my left uh jumped and screamed and i said oh did i did i lose and he said yes we lost uh, okay all right well and he was like well uh i don't want to play anymore uh and and i was like oh okay uh so we didn't and we went and played forza and uh <clears throat> Takes me to my next, <laughs> my next game, uh, fast. 
Oh, while Bravo's giggling, I actually just picked up the Fear Bundle off Humble Bundle. $8 for all three games. And I've played through the first two. Add that to my list. So, if anyone's out there, good uh, deal. I was going to fast forward further in time, but since Joe considers Bloodborne a horror, I have actually played another horror game. Uh, 2015, uh, a rich year. I picked up Bloodborne and played it. It was uh, quite the unique Dark Souls. I really enjoy that game. Uh, and then that brings me to 2020, where we played uh, Phasmophobia, and then a little game called Pacify, which was really, really good, actually. Had a lot of fun with the with the friend group. And uh, we're uh, 2021, October, Spooktober. I couldn't be happier to be here. So excited. I love you horror games. You didn't include your newest horror game you started playing, Bravo. Oh, well, I haven't finished it yet, but I I've played 107 minutes of Resident Evil, and about 30 minutes of that was me trying to figure out how to change the uh, resolution of the game without it crashing. We eventually figured that out. So level one complete. That sounds like a horror game right there. Level. Level Lord. two was me uh, figuring out how to uh, go to different rooms and get some keys. There's some some shields and some swords and some helmets and stuff on the doors of uh, the original Resident Evil. I guess it's the, what did you say, the remastered Resident Evil? It's the remaster of the remake of the original Resident there Evil. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that. You, you goofballs with your... With your remasters and remakes and resurrections. Hey, I've played Diablo 2. Look at that horror game, huh? It's got the devil in it. It's got five devils in it. Yeah, after you play that game, it's basically a horror story. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Brad's getting a little offended. I can see it in his face. What'd you say? (laughs) What'd you say? We're into this. (laughs) We're into the podcast. Yeah, uh, so that's (laughs) realistically, you know, joking around. I really just haven't played that many horror games it's not really something that I reach out and play, but I will, and I look forward to playing the rest of Resident Evil with uh, Brad and Joe judging my every move. Without telling him anything. <laughs> He's going in completely blind. Yeah. He has no idea any of the characters, nothing. Yeah, it's, Good chance it's he pretty... completes the puzzles better than me, though. Oh, yeah, there's <laughs> not really a question about that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the, some of the puzzles, like, uh, I don't know how familiar people are with the game, but there's like a underground uh, tombstone thing, and it's got like different headstones with like, one's missing a mouth and a nose, another one's missing just a mouth, another one's missing eyes and whatnot, like, that's a cool little thing, and there's like Dracula's casket or whatever uh, underneath the ground, I have no idea what that is, but I look forward to shaking hands with with the man in the in the case i guess i don't know games are pretty yeah. cool <laughs> i uh i feel like you need to definitely be in a the certain mentality when you tackle the horror game puzzles because they're so out of left field a lot of time and you're you already to... on edge from you know yeah. something popping around the corner in the middle of solving a puzzle and exactly i'm always I'm always on edge when I'm playing the horror games, even speaking if it's of, a game from 1996. Speaking Silent of Hunt. Brad screaming, what was that one demo game I sent you to play? 
Uh, it was, I think it was called like Lust from Beyond or something like that. Doesn't that sound familiar? I could be, I could be wrong to, on that. We need to get that clip up of Brad screaming. It's Twitter. Oh, Let me yeah. tell you, <laughs> I've seen that. That, that, that was, was probably the most scared I've gotten from a, a game. <laughs> it was at least top three easily. I actually like my subconscious probably has some parts of Resident Evil and Silent Hill like actually there because I've watched Brad play so many horror games and just like not paid attention. <laughs> it uh yeah. I mean I've here's the funny thing for for mine. I honestly haven't been playing horror games like hardcore for too long. Which is probably surprising because I really didn't get into them until like Resident Evil 7 hit. So yeah. And I guess we'll just jump into mine since you're done. Actually, I do have a question. Yeah, sure. On Bloodborne, have has everybody here completed Bloodborne? Yes. Brad? No. no? Do you care? Absolutely not. Do we... Certainly, uh, since it's so old, we could talk about it. Uh, if, so, warning to the audience, if you haven't played through Bloodborne and you want to... Uh, skip forward five minutes or something because we're going to talk spoilers. Uh, how did you like the the twist as far as like the origins of all the fantasy horror type creatures uh, being aliens? Oh, I kind of got the gist of it, you know, like halfway through the game when you run into like the random aliens. I was like, oh, I wonder if everything's just aliens. Yeah, which I thought that was a cool little twist, and I don't know what ending you did in particular, but I did like the one where you fight like the extra boss, the Moon Lord or whatever. And good lord, is he tough! Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I thought it was a fine twist, and it made it a little interesting. Uh, it didn't matter to me; it didn't make a difference because the yeah. game was still what it was. I I'm a I'm a big fantasy guy, right? Like ninety percent of the books that I read are all fantasy, have some kind of magic twist, whatever. I was kind of a little butt hurt whenever I figured it out. I was like, oh man, it's just alien stuff. But I warmed up to it over time, and I uh, actually really liked the story. Yeah, I mean, it was a really good game through and through, and mm-hmm. it's. In the souls world, and <laughs> I have I'm a, already sold. I have a little story about that actually. So, I didn't pick up Bloodborne immediately when it came out, but I was replaying one of the uh, Souls games. I can't remember which one, but I was I was playing through one like a lot. And then I go over to my buddy's house and hang out, and they're playing Bloodborne, and I'm like, I don't know, let me let me give it a shot, you know. So I was like fresh with like. With with uh, with kind of like those reactions, you know, and I made it through like a third of the game on one life, no weapons, just like the basic weapon that you get, or maybe a weapon I picked up pretty quick. I can't remember. And uh, <laughs> I made it. I made it to this bridge, and I'm like, mm, this is a this is a big boss, but I'm gonna do it. And it's it's the bridge that uh, it doesn't have a, a pass through, but you fight this giant wolf. Uh, oh, the first boss. Yeah, I can't remember his name, but uh, I like backtracked to to go to this because I I saw that it was a fight, and I'm like, I'm just gonna leave this. You know, I'm gonna go somewhere else. <clears throat> but I eventually went back to it and uh, fought the guy, and I got him down to one hit, and he 
ended me. And I was like, man. And everybody was just like, you know, gaping mouth. Like, how are you doing this? And I'm like, oh, yeah, by the way, guys, I've, I've put like 50 hours into Dark Souls in these, you know, last couple weeks or something, you know. <laughs> it's, it's pretty good. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, Brad, I, I, I completely... I no, you're you're fine. I I played a bit of Bloodborne, um, and I think I just got to a point where, because a lot of the Souls games, I always get to a point where I like get kind of stuck for the day. Maybe I feel like I like bashing my head into it. I have to like step away for a day, come back to it later on. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I got to one of those points that I just never went back to it for some reason. Um, I but I did like the game so. I actually waited outside for the midnight release of Bloodborne at GameStop. Mm. Yeah, um, I I collect horror games. I think I've mentioned that on the podcast before. Um, and there, it's by far probably my favorite genre. Um, and it's partially because I think when I was a kid, I was so afraid of like horror stuff in general. And I like was able to kind of overcome that fear later on and i was like oh wow i really like this stuff <clears throat> so i then would kind of consume all these games because i remember early on kind of similar to joe um his was resident evil mine was the first silent hill my buddy tyler he i remember i was at his house and he like rented silent hill from like a blockbuster or something some local place and all the lights were off and I don't even think I was like watching the game. I was only watching a little bit of it, but like he was like running down, I think one of the corridors or like a, it might have been a street or a school. I can't remember that exact part, but I just remember him running down it and the enemy, an enemy was chasing him. And the music was creeping me out hardcore. So I was like, I could never play this. It's too scary. And now I've, love the you know franchise completely and i want to play through all of them again at some point if i have the time to um but like i said for like i really didn't get into it until about i think it was 2016 2017 probably um was when i like really jumped into horror stuff um i was late in the bandwagon for resident evil 7 I played that and I actually played the Resident Evil 2 demo uh, oh. afterwards and I hated it. What? I hated it. I Did couldn't play it. Bam. And I and I never and I didn't pick it up until it was $20 and I ended up like, buying the game the, and I the remake. fell in love with it. Yeah, the remake. I didn't really? I, I couldn't get into the demo and I was like, wow, it's just it's not clicking with me for some reason. I couldn't do it. I think so like Resident Evil 2, if somebody was like, Oh, I don't know where to get into horror, but I need a place. The Resident Evil 2 remake is a hundred percent it. Yep. That I would recommend to anybody. Is that like no, the go-to Resident Evil one? It it's what I would consider the best Resident Evil available currently. Mm-hmm. The best probably horror game available currently. Yeah, it is. It's, and it's so and good. it's funny because I say that and then I I ended up I can't remember what it was that made me go buy it. But I was like, all right, I'm it's like 20 bucks right now. I'm going to buy it. And I sat down. I played and it took me probably 
two, three days, something like that to beat it. Cause like for some reason, cause I, I you gotta remember, I was not like, this is before I got into the horror stuff. And I, so I played, like, I didn't understand the whole, um, oh, what do they call it? That mechanic where the guy's chasing you, you know what I'm talking about? When t- the tyrant's oh, chasing you. Yeah. The, the nemesis. Yeah. M- Mr. X and nemesis and all that. Right. So I wasn't used to that whole chasing thing. So like it was making me nervous and it took me a while to get, to get used to it. This and, game released in 2019, Brad. Yeah, I didn't. Pl- I've never played a Resident Evil game in, other than seven until 2019. Wow. Yeah. I played. I played Resident Evil Four. I watched somebody play it on GameCube. Yeah. I feel like I remember being excited for the Resident Evil Two release with you. No, three. Mm-hmm. We were talking about. I remember three, and that game was. A disappointment. All right, yes, I'm going to ask a question, and I want you guys to tell me if I should wait until after the I finish the game to get an answer. But how does the first Resident Evil movie, like, pull from or connect to the first game, or is it not off the first okay. game? It is loosely off the first game. It connects to it by one, the stars are in it, and two, you're in the mansion. Period. The stars are in it. Yes, the stars are like the team that you're part of. Okay, okay. They're represented, not direct characters, but that is all that there is that resembles it. And there's zombies. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't watched a ton of it, but I know that they're like loosely related. It's basically not. Yeah, I would say you know from the little bit that I've played, uh, <laughs> the movie's quite different. Yeah, it's. I'll- very not similar. I will tell you, the movies that are pretty good and based off of, well, okay, let me backtrack that. The movie that is pretty good and pretty close to the game is Silent Hill. Oh, so good. It's a really good movie. Okay. If, you, um, if you have the time, I 100% say, even, it doesn't even have to be for the podcast or anything. It's just a good movie. Oh, I've watched it. Yeah. Yeah. So horror for you, horror audience. shows are a different topic. I've I've watched more movies than I can count, and I have a like a very visual brain, so movies mm-hmm. stick with me for a long time. <clears throat> yeah, so, I don't yeah. have. I I don't watch a lot of movies, but I'm similar to that where I feel like they stick with me when I at least when I pay attention and watch them because sometimes I'll like oh yeah I watched a movie but I like drift off and I'm. Mm-hmm playing on my phone or something <laughs> but yeah that's i i knew that was going to be a surprise because 20 so i started streaming in 2015 and i was actually inspired by dan's gaming because he would do a horror month stream and all he would he would stream 24 7 mm. his past videos of him playing horror games and then he would do his live games also so, like, if it, you know, his live commentary and whatnot. And I thought it was the most fun thing to be a part of, like, hopping in and just watching it. And I've seen other people react and whatever. So, I started in 2015. So, 20, 2015 was when I ended up doing in October 
a horror month. And I pl- I just every single day I streamed doing horror games. And I did a little bit of everything. Like I played Outlast for the first time. And Outlast actually was pretty good, but I didn't care for not having combat. Like I wish there was just some way to defend yourself. That would be the only negative I would say about it. The only reason I played Outlast is because PlayStation gave it to me for free. But it, the story and the concept of it, I like the atmosphere, the environment, and everything drew me in a lot. So, um, I I definitely like that a lot. And then, I need to finish the second one. I just played like the first five minutes, and that was it. The second one, I I played the demo. I loved the demo, and then I stopped. I started playing the actual game. I got probably. 45 minutes into it and there was like a part that was like extremely dark and i didn't know where to go like i think it was like in some like cornfield maze or something i know exactly what you're talking about i think it was something like that and i just couldn't figure out where to go and and i could be misremembering because it's been a while but for some reason that's like embedded in my brain of where i got stuck one Um, thing uh going off your dan's gaming topic we hmm. have a year Minus five days to get 744 hours recorded of horror games. That way we could stream 24 7 through October. Yes. Well, I have a good chunk on my YouTube from, uh, but <laughs> there is one negative to that that I've figured out. So <laughs> the audio of the games I recorded are <laughs> extremely low. So it's like only my voice. So if I don't have it blasted, you can't hear it. I think that's all. like a that's like a theme, right? Like it's just you, like, just breathing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh God, oh, please! I'm in the dark. <laughs> you don't know what's going no, on. No, you really are in the dark. Several of those videos are just ultra dark. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, so you got to set the mood. <laughs> it, so it was. I I remember. I started a game. And it was like one of the first ones I ended up playing. I think it might have even been Outlast. Um, or it might have been something before that. But I didn't finish it. And they were like, why do you have the lights on? So I <laughs> I was like, okay. When I started like turning things off, trying to make it like illuminate a little bit. And I found like one little lamp that I could turn on and just barely lit my face enough to where you could see it. But it was like pitch black but um i actually like i kind of wish i stuck with the 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 streaming at least because at that point i felt like i had a decent little group of people um now i you know i've got you know the the envision people but i had this like little crew of like i don't know 15 to 20 people that really enjoyed the horror stuff and a lot of them came when I specifically played Resident Evil 4. So it was it was a fun time though. Um but yeah that was so actually technically Resident Evil 4 was probably the first horror game I played um on stream. I played as I said seven was the first one that gave me the the boost to get into it. But then four I played on stream. I ended up kind of semi speedrunning seven um just to get all the trophies. And um, and I'm when I talk about like speedrunning, I'm like, I just got the trophy to speedrun the game. And I think I did it in like three and a half hours. So it's not like it's a wild speedrun, but 
it's decent for for me for my like, man of my caliber if you see brad aim you would understand why yeah it's impressive for me <laughs> And um, then I went into getting a little bit more into the collecting of it afterwards, um, after I really got into it. And I got really obscure. And that's where you get a lot of the stuff that I own now. Um, And it's just, it's fun to find a franchise that you like and find like roots of games that maybe started it and then helped influence it or. are so close to something like if you take Resident Evil 4 and Cold Fear, for example, they're like super similar, but they didn't take from each other because they released within two months of each other. So I think it's kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, I, th- I, I honestly, I kind of knew that you guys would have that reaction because I know that you'd think that I played a ton of horror games and I don't think I you played like a ton because you've told me before that you haven't played them for super long. I just didn't realize that. It was that recent. Yeah. You're yeah, basically me. I mean, you, you're just a couple games removed, and, and you'd be me. <laughs> I mean, it's more of, I just, you are, I think, have a more broad spectrum of what you enjoy and played, mm-hmm. where I just full-on focus on the horror stuff, and I, like, I have very few genres that I dabble in. Like Brad I doesn't I, have a League of Legends to take up all his time like we do. And yeah, that's the thing. It you yeah. get you get soaked into a game like that. Like Hearthstone's done it to me, where that's all I play, and then for like two months, it's only you don't touch anything else, and you're like, well, now you missed out on two months of <laughs> everything else. <laughs> I don't know. I I always feel bad when I do that <clears throat> stuff, which so, is why I don't want to get sucked into a league. Yeah, so you're gonna. Let me ask you guys what your thoughts of Village was. Resident Evil Village? Mm-hmm. Brad, go first. Brad, why don't you go first? I'm getting a hint that you should go first. I'm going to go first. Yeah. Joe, sit back. I'm gonna <laughs> Whoa, go Joe. Calm down. Brad's going to go down. first. I'm going first. <laughs> um, so, I honestly love the game. Like, it... I think it had some down down points for sure. Um, but overall, like without, I'm not going to get into any spoiler stuff because the game is a little bit too new to, I think, discuss spoilers. Um, I think we lost <laughs> Brad froze. But he froze, he froze it at um, and I'm like, well, <laughs> <laughs> He's still got a sinking face. He's got, I'm going to screenshot it. Oh, my gosh. The good thing is yeah. when he comes back. Oh, oh Brad. Oh. Brad, he's back. He's back. I you was froze. You froze as soon as you said, um. And like, your video froze, too. So we were just like, wow, he's thinking hard about this. <laughs> here's, here's the weird thing. I was talking, and I'm looking at you guys, and I'm like, Bravo looks really intense right now. <laughs> he's looking, he's like so engaged with us. I better keep going. <laughs> Did we, we freeze to you? The entire time. Oh man. Oh, it was weird. I was like, I don't, I don't know if they're frozen or they're just like really into what I'm saying right now. <laughs> uh, well, like you froze and like, didn't say anything. And me and Bravo both just kind of were like, 
Uh, so right. you said you really like the game. It definitely has some cons. Um. Yeah. Then you said um <laughs> in prose. Uh. <laughs> um. So the, I would say a lot of people, I feel like give it crap because of. I don't know. They they either wanted it to be like the original one through three, or they wanted a more action based, like four and five and six. Nobody wants six though. But um, I like to flop like six. Yeah, that's the only time I like to play six. I don't it, know what that means. I I feel like it seems like they're they do it in like trilogies, and they do a lot of experimenting, right? Like there is going to clearly be something that continues the story of eight whether they do DLC or another game, I feel. And I, I'm i excited for it. And then to see what's going to come afterward, too. Because it's it just seems like they always do something where it's like, oh, time to change. Time to change. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, yeah. it's always been very dynamic where, like, people wanted it to be more like Seven because it had the, the horror atmosphere and it wasn't as action. But look at, like, the difference from four to five. Right, four had a little bit of action, a little bit of horror. It was probably a little bit more action based. Five's like almost all action, very little horror, and then six is a Michael Bay movie. I mean, it's wild, right? Brad actually just played through five for the first time with me. What, like two months ago now? Yeah, it might have been a little bit longer than that. Yeah, but yeah, probably like two, three months, I would say. And then we started six started yeah we're not gonna finish yeah i man i i feel like i almost have to because i have a recording of so many of the resident evil games (laughs) if you do it on pc i'll do it with you i'm not gonna do it on console i've i can't i can't pay the money for that game (laughs) i can't do it i don't even know if i want them to give it to me (laughs) (laughs) wow my input for Resident Evil Village, I've played through the game probably a dozen times. Uh, the first playthrough, thoroughly enjoyed, and I'm not going to be Brad. I'm going to use spoilers. So cover your ears, earmuffs, whatever you want to do. Castle Demetresque, phenomenal area. The daughters are some of my favorite enemies mm. in Resident Evil for more reasons than one. Mm. You might say three reasons. Hey, there's three daughters, right? <laughs> yeah, and Big Bertha. There's a fish, Lady Dimitrescu. But yeah, the area is super cool. Your hand gets chopped off, and you put it back on. Like, who doesn't love that? Me. That's who. That was kind of dumb. Oh. Uh, I didn't like how the game ended, but up to that point, I thought it was a pretty good game. It was a good mix of like the uneasy feeling. It wasn't like standard Resident Evil horror because it was, you know, what was it, Romanian Hungarian type horror, which like the lichens and all that type stuff. It it was good. Uh, the gunplay was really fun. Uh, the atmosphere was good for what it was. It's not my favorite Resident Evil by any means, uh, but for what it, they were doing, it was good. I really liked the area inside the house. I can't remember the name of like the doll. But that was like good horror to me. It had some like psychological aspect to it, and dolls are just inherently creepy. And the little house was a good area, but it felt like 
thrown into the game late. Like it didn't fit the rest of the game to me. I thought the next area, the fish boy, was a little odd, but not bad. Fish boy's my boy. Yeah, he. <laughs> I can't remember his name, but fish boy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about his name, but it wasn't terrible. Uh, then at the end of the game, going through like the machinery and like the factory, it was. I don't like that type of stuff in general. Like the techie type things it's not for me it, like reading it's not for me in movies it's not for me in video games and the enemies were kind of boring in the area and the boss was kind of chintzy and like riding around in the little tank thing and then the end of the game i just did not like uh i like the area playing through as chris i thought that was a cool aspect but the final boss for what she was was fun I didn't like that Ethan was just made of moss and ended up... Mold. What's that? It's mold. Mold. Might as well be moss. But (laughs) uh, there's definitely going to be another one. Uh, There's going to be a Resident Evil 9 that's going to play off of the same first-person thing. You're going to play as Ethan's daughter. And it's just how it's going to be. I speed-ran the game. So I beat the game. My first playthrough took me like seven and a half hours, I think. My second playthrough took me two and like 20 some minutes. It, or maybe it was like 2.35. And then I made it a goal to get under like 2.30 and beat it in like 2.15 and was speed running it for a bit. And then I just got bored and quit. Yeah, so Joe like utterly consumes new games when they come out. So- if he's excited. Yeah, so I show up, and he's already beaten the game the day before, and he's speedrunning it, and I watch this guy, you know, play through basically, like, the last half of a, of a speedrun, and I'm like, why would anybody like this game? It's It seems so small, <laughs> you know, and people were doing it in, like, a couple hours or whatever. I'm like, why would you pay full price for this kind of thing? What's happening? Is this, How can the story be so good? for an hour <laughs> but yeah that, that makes a little bit more sense part of yeah. it is like what makes the resident Evil games fun is when you finish the game like it's because i like to sit down not record the first time through even though that's kind of like counterproductive of the whole recording and streaming stuff right because you want that initial scares and whatnot but like I like the game so much. I want to like put the head, like the the 3D like audio headphones on, and um, you know just kind of listen to every single aspect, take all of it in, take the environments in, take my sweet time, and then it's really fun when you learn the area and then you're like an expert in quotes and just speed through it however you want and see how how good you can get at the game. I thoroughly enjoyed the slow playthrough, like for the first playthrough. And if the game's good enough or has like stuff that I know I didn't get correct, I'll go back and play through it again, slowly again. But surprisingly, like I beat that game the day after it came out. Like it Mm -hmm. came out at midnight. I guess it would have been the same day. I played it like four hours at midnight. And then the next day I played a good handful of it. And, I remember uh, you beating it that day. 
because yeah. I remember I, I think you were playing it like you started at midnight. I was shot or something. Something was going on, and I I remember I didn't play it right away, and then I got home from something. Maybe I was at work. Yeah, I think you were working because I worked that day and then came home and beat it. And I remember you texting me during the day. You're like, I'm starting, and then <laughs> it was just like random updates. <laughs> yeah, because you guys were you were streaming in Discord. Yeah, and I was, I would just send you the messages on Discord rather than hopping in there because I didn't want to hear anything or see anything. Yeah, but it but, was, it was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, if for what I liked it better than seven. Uh, I I did like it better than seven. I personally wasn't the biggest fan of seven, but I did do give seven a huge nod for being fully vr compatible and i think that made the game so much better that's pretty i give seven a huge nod for putting it well one it got me into horror stuff as it is now but also seven's the one that kind of brought it back to horror if you think about it yeah i mean it brought it back to horror but i mean mm. (laughs) resident evil one through three like to me isn't horror like, it's horror, but it's not scary. I didn't think Resident Evil 7 was scary either. But I also don't think any of them were scary, so... So I've played through Resident Evil 1, obviously, for like like an hour. And I came across that first zombie in the hallway, like, eating the dude's face. And, mm-hmm. like, he slowly turns around. And, and Joe was telling me, like, oh, this is, like, an iconic moment. It's, like, the scariest thing that was around at the time. And I went back and I found a video of the old graphics and it's actually it's actually scarier on the older graphics uh because it's it's <clears throat> maybe it's because you can't quite tell that he's like undead at the time of course i knew what was coming but like the older graphics, is like this is a really skinny old dude or something and then he turns around and his eyes are all bulgy and he's you know got part of his lips removed or just like really thin or something it's like that okay that's more scary than the newer graphics where like his the skin on his skull is like cracking and, and bleeding and stuff like you obviously know the dude's eating that other guy's face you know so it's kind of kind of an interesting little detail at least from a a newbie coming into the the series I want to ask Joe a question based on that so do you find any game scary then I found Outlast scary uh, whenever I played through it the first time. I found the game I, that demo game I made you play, uh, that had some good scares into it. Oh my god. (laughs) Brad screamed like a small child playing that game. Oh, I did. Glorious. It was (laughs) impressive. Uh, I don't, Uh, if you exclude jump scares, I don't, I don't get scared from like games or shows or anything. Yeah, so, like, I don't get true fear, but I get, like, that, like, adrenaline rush from them. Yeah. I think that's, maybe that's why I like them, because I still, even though, like, I I can see them coming. Movies, it's different. Movies, I, like, can tell from a mile away. Like, they're very predictable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But in games, it's, like, because you physically have to go through the door or something, right? Yeah, It's like no matter what that that like suspenseful music is playing, and it's like it will keep playing until you push through that door. It doesn't matter what you do; you have to do it yourself. I thought PT was actually frightening, though. 
PT mm-hmm. was like actually like psychologically scary. What is PT? PT was a demo that was going to be for a new air quote Silent Hill game that got boxed and like is unavailable now. If you've never seen anything for it, give it a watch on YouTube. It is like an insane horror concept that never became anything. Wow. Also, if you're not a if you're not a fan of the horror like playing it, maybe some people just don't do well with it because of like I said, you have to physically move the character through. Some of these games have some of the best stories out there. I definitely think you should at least do a like, you know, watch a let's play of it. Like I really love to watch some people play through the games and that's how I experience them because I'm like, hey, I'm not going to have the time to go through this, so I'll watch them play it. Mm-hmm. And actually, that's what I do a lot of times when I'm in like Resident Evil mode and I'm playing through, let's say, Village. Like the first time I was like, all right, who played Village? Who's uploaded some stuff? I'm going <laughs> to watch to the point where I played. <laughs> see, see what everybody else experienced and did. Bravo, before you would watch anything on PT, anybody you know who has a PS4, ask around and ask them if they have it. Because if you can go in and play that demo blind, you're going into a whole new experience, and it might actually change like horror games for you in like your viewpoint. Hmm. Well, I know one person with a PlayStation, and he well, doesn't have it. <laughs> Unfortunate. I don't have any way to play it either. All right, Bravo, hop in the plane, get back up here, and I'll take you, and we'll go play it. <laughs> Uh, how about um, how about a bus? Can I just drive a bus up there? You could drive a bus up there. Okay. But I probably more surprising for me, I guess for you guys is like I never played Silent Hill until like 2019 either. When you streamed it? Yeah, that was the first time I ever played it. Yeah, I remember you told me you played the first one like a tiny bit, and then you were playing through them all for the first time. Mm-hmm. I so I played through the so the first four month thing that I did, like I said, I did two and three on the collection of the PS3, but I don't really remember it too well. So like other than the PS2 one that I did recently when I streamed it with you, um, but Silent Hill one that was the first time I ever beat it, and it's That's just funny because I love the Silent Hill games. Like, they're some of my favorite horror games. Just They're, they're so good. Ridiculously good. And we'll get into that at some point later on down the road. Yeah, um, so we yeah. can go over real quick what we plan to do for the month. Uh, we definitely are going to have an episode strictly on both Resident Evil and Silent Hill. Uh, taking more of a deep dive into them because Brad and I are both humongous fans of those two series. And we got Bravo rolling through the first Resident Evil. Lady Dimitrascu I... is my motivation. Okay. <laughs> so I, gotta, I, gotta, I gotta get through all the games. Yeah, all the games get to her. <laughs> but we've already made it a point. I bought the first Resident Evil for Bravo, and we've already told him that we were going to purchase Resident Evil 2 Remake for him just to get him kick-started into it. But uh, we're probably not going to do Resident Evil until he at least gets through the first one or... If he doesn't get through it by the end of October, we're doing it regardless. Mm. And then uh, we'll probably save Resident Evil for the last week of October to give him the most time um, to at least experience it. I yeah, say. maybe he gets through one and two by then. Who knows? I feel pressured. 
You should. <laughs> That's what we're trying to do. You know what? Now you have to get through one, two, three, and four. <laughs> well, three will take you about 20 minutes because it sucks. <laughs> <clears throat> so, uh, folks, if you made it to the end, thank you. We appreciate all of you. Like and subscribe. You can yell at us on Twitter at Envision underscore org. You can email us at EnvisionGamingPodcast at gmail.com. Comment right under there, under the YouTube video if you want. We're, we even have our episodes on Spotify. If you're listening there, we really appreciate you. And uh, we enjoy watching this uh, little community grow. Come join us on Discord if you want. Link tree in the description.